Empowering listeners from the US to the UK. Live on air with Stephen Cuoco. We don't play the social game. We are social. Power 98.5. You're listening to Power 98.5, powered by United Angels Dream, your number one resource for public relations, entertainment, and multimedia. Contact them today at unitedangelsdream.com. Prepare yourself. Okay, let's go. How are you feeling today, Peter? I'm great. Wonderful, Steve. Thank you. <laughs> Peter Tuckman in the house. Peter. Woo. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> wow. That's all I have to say. You know what? I, I, I listened to the intro and you talk about you don't play the social game, but you are social. And it just made me, it just, my, my, my head went pow. You know, <laughs> it's such an opening line. You know, we are so bound in our social media and our message and all this stuff and it's so so important to uh you know for me it's important to identify with another human being you and i steve we just recently met and you know it's funny when you click with someone and you're sort of you know you you connect with them on so many different levels right away i'm somebody who just you get the feeling and something's right and this feels right so i'm thrilled to be here steve uh, I'm, I'm super proud, super honored, and I'm going to honestly say for anyone who is listening and to everyone who is listening, Peter Tuckman is literally a prayer answered. He came in my life at the perfect time, came in my life at the perfect place, and not only is he the most photographed man on Wall Street, he's an art collector, he's an investor. But he's also the New York Stock Exchange's most iconic stockbroker. And I'm going to tell you, I was one of those people to wear stock market investments. And then I had to think about, okay, what really makes the stock market different than anything else? And then I had this, I had this aha moment. And as I shared with Peter, I'm like, this is all real estate. When you think of Apple, Google, Facebook, I think of it as a property owner. And then when you go on to Yahoo Finance, you, you put in their information, just like in real estate, this comp sheet comes up, all these variables, all this, all this information here. But more importantly, as we're going to dive deeper into that, I was invited to a seminar, online seminar, Peter and David were teaching this, um, uh, uh, George Lopez was the sponsor or presenter of this for the, for the what's that? He was our guest host. Guest host. Um, and then the proceeds were going to the George Lopez Foundation. And Peter, take it from there. I mean, where do we begin? You know what? I think it, I'm glad you brought us into that part because that's sort of the culmination of where I am today. And then we can die you know, we can go back and get, you know, see how I got here. But, you know, I love sharing experience, strength and hope. So where I am here today on a Wednesday in July, you know, is uh, is an amazing place. You know, we sort of make these choices in our lives of, you know, uh, 
of what to do with our time, what to do with our relationships, and how to define ourselves. And what I mentioned uh, during the interview, so let, let's give everyone a quick backdrop. So there's a, I'm a connector. That's my forte. I don't own stocks personally. I'm a trader on the floor of the stock exchange, but I know a lot of people. A lot of people have come into my sphere in my world. And what I like to do is I like to look at a broad picture and I like to put people together that I think will empower each other and I will and to create, motivate and inspire. That's my goal. I have a wonderful career, which I just, you know, I, one of my mottos is, if you find something you love to do, you'll never work a day in your life. I've been on Wall Street for 35 years. I've had quite a wild roller coaster journey, some profitable, some not, some spiritually grounded in peace and serenity, some wild and crazy and fraught with obstacles. But where I am today is, and I think it's important to focus on where we are today, is we're in the midst of a huge crisis. Right. We're in the midst of this pandemic, whether and I, I believe and, you know, I watched an interview you did the other day. I watched the other day an interview you had done and you talked about fear. Right. And I think it's important to note that, you know, uh, we cannot let this crisis define us right now. It's a matter of what we do while we are here, locked in, sheltered in place and fraught with fear and anxiety for the most part, and basically, you know, viewing and experiencing a pretty heavy biblical situation, right? I don't think ever in history have we ever had a situation where everyone, there's not a soul on earth who has not been affected by, in some way, financially, spiritually, physically, emotionally, personally, by this pandemic and by this crisis, literally scorched the earth situation. So I, I've, I find myself really you know, having to go to be, try and be of service, right? I mean, my story is big and wild. Let me, let me, let me sort of not get completely off track. Uh, Steve and I connected through a relationship that I've recently put together. I'm going to start at the top of where I am right now, while in the midst of not back on the floor of the stock exchange due to recovery from the COVID virus and the fact that the floor is running on a thinner schedule of employees due to the pandemic and due to social distancing and whatnot, I found a lot of time on my hands to, to work, to, uh, to put people together. That's where my spiritual vision has taken me. And so I was connected with two people, Gabby and Anthony, Gabby Berespo and, um, and Anthony Delgado, who run Latino Wall Street and Wall Street University, which is a platform for Latin, uh, Latin community, Spanish speaking people in the investment to learn about investment day trading. I happen to have been friends for many, many years with a gentleman named David Green, who was a trader on the floor of the stock exchange when I got there in uh, 35 years ago. We started together. He went on to become a market maker and a specialist, retired at the age of 40, went off, tried to trade lost a bunch of money, and then realized that the discipline and the foundation and the education one must learn to trade a market when you're not on the floor of the stock exchange is education, is, is to really learn the discipline of day trading. So he's gone on over the last 10 plus years. He started a day trading school uh, 10 years ago. He had people from all over the world come down. He was on Wall Street in an office, and he basically... He is a trader. He's an investor. He's a has a, a, a background on the floor of the stock exchange, but his calling was clearly to educate and share his 
discipline and, and, and solution to the wild and crazy life that day trading is. And um, so suddenly I had sort of an aha moment recently while I was sort of sitting a little bit sheltered in place and wondering, you know, um, what's my next move here? And I did an interview through uh, with Anthony and uh, Gabriella, who run Latino Wall Street, about who I was, about me, the floor of the stock exchange, my experience. It had nothing to do with the day trading part. And it, it, it was empowering. It was wonderful to see the two people whose, whose lives sort of found, took them back to Puerto Rico after the hurricane to be of service to the community. And they built this incredible platform based on education. That being said, they started telling me about their platform. I re always carry David Green around in my back pocket because as somebody who trades on the floor of the stock exchange, but is not, I've never owned a share of stock in my life. So I don't do that. I trade for other people, uh, for the customers of my company. But I know the challenges of day trading on any given day, let alone in the midst of a wild, volatile crisis. So I carry David around in my pocket because his, his discipline, his consistency is something that's a, a, a baseline for me. And I always go to it, whether I'm on the phone with him chatting or whether it's just how I judge my day. So I decided what an incredible opportunity. I know that there are people who are now 40 million, well, 28 to 30 million people are out of work. Uh, so many businesses have shut down. Our, the economic challenges globally, domestically, in every industry, from, from hospitality to, uh, to uh, cruise lines, to airlines, to factories, to uh, whatever it is, while we see the stock market rallying up in a crazy way due to stimulus since the March 23rd low, we've got a global economy that is in deep, deep trouble. And so I saw this, I had this vision that, God, there must be hundreds of thousands of people who are, uh, who are sitting at home fearful of their future, their financial future, right? And I thought, what an awesome opportunity to harness not to harness fear, but to harness the opportunity of the crisis. Who we are and what we learn in this crisis will define us. And we can't be defined by the fear and anxiety of it. I don't know what the world's going to look like on the other side of this. I don't think many people do. But I know that, it, that, that if we don't spend this time now trying to educate ourselves about how to invest in our future, whether it's somebody who's out of work, whether it's someone who needs some extra income, whether it's someone who always wanted to be a day trader, all those people who follow me and ask me, how can I do what you do? All those people, young people who are, who are finding that you know, they now have the technical ability through the internet and through apps, let's not talk about the bad apps, the good ones, to actually invest in themselves and to, uh, uh, to, you know, to you know, one of my mottos is invest in stock, not stuff. We are a very consumer-based uh, society, and I know that we don't have to have the next iPad, the next iPhone, the next pair of sneakers. I think it's important now that we need to sort of look at our lives, our sphere, our financial situation, and try and invest in the future, right? Because I, I don't want people to be sitting around in six months. I hope it happens sooner. It may happen later. After life opens up again and goes... God, I really wish I spent that time while I was sitting at home, fearful and anxious and not doing anything with my time or or 
just worrying and living in that spiritual fear and did not take an opportunity to educate myself and to get a trade, which is what I'm talking about in the day trading world. Okay. So that's that part of it. And Steve and I connected. Uh, so I decided to put the Latino Wall Street people together with the Green Room Live, David Green. And we decided to put together a seminar to teach people basically day trading 101 for the most, uh, um, a uh, not amateur, I don't like that word, for the most beginner in the industry, people who have never traded before, people who may be having trouble navigating this wild, volatile world, people who have just always... People who need a few hundred dollars more a week or five hundred dollars a week to pay their bills or someone who's just fascinated with the world of investment, whether you're 13, 16, 25 and 60, there's opportunity to learn something. Whether you start trading now or in the future, it's an incredible thing to have. And I was so excited that Steve contacted me, said I was going to be on that call with George Lopez, Gabby, Anthony and David Green. The webinar we did last Saturday, which will be available to be viewed uh, online, um, and the course, which is a six multi-segment, six-week uh, day trading course, and Steve's been uh, on it. He's been watching it and viewing it, and so his excitement level, you know, connected us, and that's why I'm here on the call. Besides our other spiritual connection, I think, which happened automatically, but that's exciting for me. Thank you. Yeah, you hit you hit the box and nails through the board with one hammer swing on that one, Peter. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's um, what I would like to do. And if you can go a little bit further, where are you guys at when it comes to the courses? Is the room closed now? Do you have everyone, or can people still sign up? Okay, so we launched with the free webinar on Saturday, the course. Okay, so the core, the, the, our project, which people will be able to, uh, first of all, the webinar that we did, which was free on Saturday, will be available at the end of the call. I will let everyone know how they can view it on the uh, Wall Street University Facebook page and on other outlets to see basically that two hours with George Lopez. We talked about you know, some humor, talked about investing in our future, talked about education. And then David Green got technical with Gabby and I and Anthony and talked about what the course is about. Basically, it's going to be six a week day trading course from zero to 100, 101 for all the, the people, the, the brand newcomers and people who need help. So the course is available for sale. It's a six week course. It basically discusses risk management and money management, which is a way to make some money while preserving your capital. Then there's technical analysis, which is the basis of day trading. It's important to note for the people out there that, look, I trade stock on the floor of the stock exchange. My decision making is in, in allegiance with my customers demand and desire on how they want to trade are based on. On, on, on earnings of a company, on guidance of a company, on headlines, on the wild, volatile moves of the market, okay? I listen to headlines and chatter and all the noise. That's my, that's my strategy of trading, and I, and I do that on a daily basis. A day trader, which David describes very particularly, is someone who doesn't, it doesn't really matter what the stock is. It does not matter about the headlines and the chatter and the tweets. They need to strictly focus on technical analysis. This is a way to protect yourself from the wild, volatile moves that we're seeing due to the 
stimulus, due to the pandemic, due to uh, all the other things that are forcing the market to go up thousand points and down thousand points in a day. So after at the end of the call, we'll be able to let people know that through Wall Street University, the course is available. If people talk about talk that they heard here or that they had been on the call over the weekend, there's a discounted rate that we could probably address to some extent. The course was about nineteen hundred bucks. We gave it away. We gave it away for nine hundred over the weekend for those people on the call where Stephen was. Not only do we have that. Because you can't really learn everything in six weeks, but you're going to have the videos at home. You can download them and watch them over and over again. And as Stephen will tell you, they're super exciting and fun, and it's really intriguing to learn. There will be once a month Q and A's for people who, you know, okay. The difference between us and other trading schools is that other trading schools first charge a lot more money, but then once you've taken the course, you're on your own. They don't want to hear from you. We're hoping to try and create a family of uh, and, and an open, transparent communication with the people who learn, who take the course and want to be part of the Green Room Live and the Wall Street University community. So we're going to be doing Q&As once a month, once a week for the six weeks of the course if people buy it right now. So that after you've watched the video, and I'm sure I'm, Steve will get on that call, you can ask questions to David, me, Anthony or Gabby about stuff you saw that didn't make sense. Because the funny thing about online learning is if you come up against a, a, a red light that you don't understand or a challenge or an obstacle or you're completely shot, most people will just turn it off and go, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. I can't get to the next step unless I have this question answered. We will be there once a week going forward and ongoing to answer those questions. Then we're going to be doing a boot camp, which will be a lab once a month for a week live. David Green will be teaching people with interaction on a call, whether it's a live video or it's just going to be live by voice, where you're going to have the next step. So once you've finished the videos and you want to go to the next step to really start trading, we have a boot camp. And then for those sort of VIP people who have shown commitment and shown that they really want to do this and have opened up accounts and really want to let David Green mentor them going forward, there will be for a more for a, a, a different fee. Um, there'll be the Green Room Live, which will be day trading with David Green, which is a chat room that opens up every morning at eight thirty, and you get live trading with David. He takes you through his trades. He answers questions. So what's so amazing about this? It's like you know, you go you you go to college, you go to high school, you know, you take the course. Some things you're super interested, some you're not. But when you run up against things that are, seem intriguing, but you don't have all the answers, you know, I think normal impulse is to just, you know, either step over it and not really learn the fundamentals or just say, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore and drop out. We're hoping that people will take advantage of this full, long, carried through, transparent, honest approach to education about day trading, especially now harnessing the time they're at home to be able to develop a skill, develop an art, whether they go on in the next three weeks, if they buy it now and start day trading with David, or they do it in six months or a year, or they decide that when they retire, they want some extra income. So that's where we're going with it. I, I'm going to tell you, I'm, you got me so pumped up and excited as the first time when I was there with you and David on the live. Great. Seriously. 
I'm so excited. Um, you know, uh, it's, uh, you know, you started, look, I, I, I've started to learn a little bit about you. You're obviously a branding and marketing master. And, you know, for me, you know, I often uh, take young people around the floor of the stock exchange. Before the pandemic, you know, the stock exchange was never open to the public after 9-11. But people like myself, I took young uh, uh, high school kids around. I took people who came in who were who were customers of different brokerage firms. I've taken people from around the world around because a tour of the floor of the stock exchange. And I hope, Stephen, once we reopen to the to 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 the press and to personal guests, you'll come and visit me. Um, the room of the floor of the stock exchange, which opened in 1903 is truly the room where it happened. It's the greatest financial institution in the world. It is the energy and the adrenaline of what goes on on the floor, of the history of it, the people who have walked the walk in that room, whether it's celebrities, heads of state, and or brokers and family members, the people who've made the investment community, what me included now, uh, is extraordinary. So um, for me, Whatever struggles I've had in my life over all these years, and I've been there since May 23rd, 1985, that is the room. I knew it when I walked onto the floor, day one. My family's not in the industry, but I got down there as a summer job, as a teletypist in 1985. I knew that that human element, that super high adrenaline, that think-on-your-feet freestyle personality that was inside of me just felt at home when I got down there. What's happened over all these years is, you know, pe people will come down and visit me and they'll go, I don't know anything about stocks. And I'll go, well, you know, you're wrong. You do know. Every act, everybody knows about stocks because stocks are the companies of products we consume on a daily basis, right? So you've got whether, you know, I ask you what fast food do you eat, you say Burger King, Mickey D's, Shake Shack. If I ask you what sneakers you wear, you say Under Armour or Nike. If I ask you what phone you have, you've got, you know, Sprint or or Apple. If I ask you what social media you're on, you're going to go, you know, I'm on, I'm on Instagram or Snapchat or Facebook. If I ask you, you know, uh, what computer you own, it's, you know, those things. Those are all products we consume on a daily, whether it's clothes, sneakers, social media, uh, technology. Those are all public companies. All of you people out there know all about those things. If you're young, you probably know more about it than me. And these are the companies that started out in somebody's garage and they grew, grew, grew. They got a product, they built a company and they went public. So the floor of the stock exchange is a branding, marketing logo um, on steroids, right? At any given time, as stocks trade and as the name of the company goes by with how many shares and the price, we get to see these incredible brands and logos go by that for me, I find to be exciting. And I know, Steve, as a PR person, as a media person, these are things that probably excite you too, right? Because um, branding, marketing, and advertising for me is one of the most exciting things in the world. It's a real, um, it, it, it keeps it fresh for me on a daily basis. So that's what the floor of the stock exchange is. And all of you out there should not be intimidated by the stock market, by investing in your future by day trading per se, or by not using the incredible brands that are out there, because we are the ultimate consumer society, 
to find something in the nooks and crannies of this these companies that excite you, right? People who invest as youngsters, who people who I've mentored and taught, I always say, they always say, what should I invest in? And I always say to them, walk down the street, look what sneakers people wear, what computers they have, what phones they use, what social media they're on. And you guys know better than me what to invest in. Find companies that do things that excite you, whether it's gaming, whether it's hospitality, whether it's fast food, whether it's uh, apparel. I'm willing to bet that, as I know, we as a consumer, what makes people go out and buy stuff? It's that something about the logo and the brand, something about these the way things feel, make them be very loyal to brands. That's whether it's just the U.S. or it's the world. That, it, for me, I find exciting, and I think we are deeply loyal consumers. And all these things that are part of our lives, whether it's Shake Shack, whether it's Nike, whether it's Apple, are public companies that if you find things exciting about Disney, ESPN, you know, uh, Netflix, Google, all these things are so ingrained in our life. And these are things, if you get in, if you can go out there and watch financial TV and learn about what we're talking in our day trading course and, and, and check out companies and logos and not only just buy a product that you love, but look around your room and see things that you always buy that you're loyal to. And then look those companies up on the internet. Are they sustainable? Are they treating their people right? Is this something that looks like there's something positive going to happen in the future? And then maybe instead of buying the next pair of sneakers, buy one share of Nike. Instead of getting the next iPhone 10, 11, I'm dating myself, keep the phone you have that's not broken and buy one share of Apple. Right. If you're on Snapchat all, all the time, buy some Snapchat. You know what you use and consume. You know what your friends are into. Those are the companies that are going to grow. OK, so that's what I want people to get excited about all these things that we buy and use on a daily basis, because all of them are public companies for the most part. And all of these things is that are going to if you buy one share of Apple today instead of the next iPhone 11 that you don't always need, and you hold it for a year, you're going to be able to buy three iPhones. And if you don't spend 500 bucks on that next pair of Nikes, and you buy one share of Nike stock, at the end of the year, you can buy three pairs of sneakers. And that's what I talk about investing in stock, not stuff. And I think that's super exciting. And so I think it's, you know, whether we, we focus on this day trading school that we're doing, is one thing. What I like to do is create, motivate, inspire people to love what I love, which is the stock market, is the brands and the logos that we consume, is, is, is uh, you know, is the things that, that come at us as flags as we walk down the street every day. Um, I'll leave it at that, Steve. For anyone who may not know, how much would it cost someone for one share? into a company? Okay. So it really depends on uh, the shares. Uh, so Apple stock is probably $250, $300. Uh, there are apps right now where you can invest fractionally. You can buy $50 worth of the stock, and that's kind of an amazing new opportunity. Uh, if you want to buy uh, Nike, it's probably $50 to $80. That stock has gone from $30 to $200 a couple times in split. 
there are always opportunities to buy. Uh, Shake Shack probably trades in the 40s and $50. Uh, Snapchat's probably in the, uh, I don't know, $20. Uh, you know, let's talk about Blue Apron, let's say. Blue Apron, I'm sure everybody knows what that is. It's a company that makes prepared foods for you that can be shipped to your home. And, and I'm not recommending any stock. I'm just trying to give people, uh, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not an investment uh, predictor. I don't pick stocks. But I want people to understand what stocks are and why, why they work the way they work. So let's just give a little example. Blue Apron is a company that makes food to be prepared at home to get people to, you know, families to cook together. They sell you a box that gets delivered to your house. It's kind of like curated dinner where you can pick some kind of a food, whether you want meat, fish or veggies. And then all the foods come all, all um, measured out and then the family can get together and cook. The company came out at, I think, about five dollars when they went public. The stock went to nine dollars. And then as the space of prepared food delivery systems became very crowded because Blue Apron was one of the first ones, then many of them joined on board. OK, the whole industry became crowded and the stock became was not attractive and they could not really figure out the business model. Well, so the stock went down to one. OK, now, since the pandemic, where people could not go out to restaurants and eat. And people were really spending a lot of time at home with their family and getting bored with their 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 the cooking that they do. Blue aprons skyrocketed. OK, what a funny, wild experience. Who would have thought short of the pandemic, the stock was doing poorly. They couldn't figure out how to make money with their business model. The pandemic comes along and the need for a prepared, fun uh, uh, alternative to buying food at the store, which you couldn't go out to, and having a fun meal with your family became an incredible opportunity. And the stock went from three to 20, I don't even know. So um, all different stocks have all different prices. I think it's more important to pick an amount of money that people have that's disposable, okay? As I said to you, if you're thinking about learning how to day trade, David Green's course does not really care what the stock is. Because we're in a crisis situation and stocks move around. We don't know what the future is going to look like. He trades stocks on technical analysis. Technical analysis is inputting pivotal points in graphs, which, Stephen, you will learn as you're watching these videos. That has nothing to do with how this company's doing right now or what the chatter is on, on, on uh, globally or domestically or headlines or tweets or stimulus or anything. It's when a stock sets up within technical analysis that it's overbought, uh, oversold, far from its moving average, uh, looks good for a long-termer trade. Uh, um, there are all different things that set up within, within technical analysis, which you'll learn in the course, that uh, eradicates all. You don't listen to all the chatter and noise. You focus on technical analysis, which is David's um, strategy, and it's been used for years and years, and it's back-tested and it's dated. It's basically historic data that's proved. If stocks do this, irrespective of what they make, what they do, and the time we're in, if a stock sets this way up within a graph situation of moving averages and all the other technical things we will teach you, a stock is time to buy it. The probability is if you buy it, you will make money. And the probability is if you sell it, you can make money. And our goal by David's process 
is to try and make small increments consistently with patience and, and fundamentals and technical analysis and preserve your capital on the way down. David's premise is to not turn a winning trade into a losing trade. There are 5% of the people out there who don't know the fundamentals of day trading, who buy a stock and they use hope as their strategy. Hope is not a strategy. You may think it is, but it's not. You cannot hope your way into a stock going up. But if you follow the rules and you put in the stop orders, which we will explain in the course, to protect yourself from losing, you will identify your ultimate risk on the downside, keep that to a minimum, protect your capital, you're going to be able to make money on a consistent basis with Mr. Green and the Wall Street University and have fun at the same time. You may decide you want $200 a week. At the end of your day, if you've made your $50 to $100, you shut it down and you move on and go on with your day. If you make a losing trade and today turns out to be a bad day, you shut your machine off and keep moving on. So it's a long answer to your question, but you can buy stocks for $5, $10, and $3,000, which, you know, Tesla just broke 3000 the other day. So there are lots of opportunities for everyone out there. The number one question everyone's going to have, and I know I had it, how long do you stay in a stock? Well, that's completely determined by David's technical analysis. The wonderful thing about technical analysis is it tells you when to buy a stock. It tells you when to sell a stock. Mr. Green, David, who I've known for 35 years, is, is paramount in risk management and money management. He will tell you that if the trade is not working, you get out, preserve your capital and move on. But the key is everybody can get into a trade. The key to preserving capital and making money is how to exit a trade. And technical analysis will teach you that, right? The bottom line is you set a standard on how much you want to make. 50 cents or a dollar or two dollars, okay? You put protection against the stock going against you at 50 cents or a dollar to identify how much you can lose. And then once the stock starts going uh, in your favor, you start getting out. We believe in hitting singles and doubles and not waiting around for a home run. You can, and as I said, the key is to not turn a winning trade into a losing trade. So let's just give a basic, anybody a, an example. If I buy a stock at $50 because technical analysis told me to do it, at $50.50, I start selling it. At $51, I'm out. I rang the cash register. I made my $50, $100, $200, depending on what parameters I set with, with, through the course and with David. And then I have my, my, my profit and loss screen is green for the day, and I move on. Okay, if I buy something at 50 cents, I immediately put in a stop order, which is a protection against it going against me at 49.50. So if I buy 10 shares at $50 and I put a stop order in at 49.50, that's down 50 cents from where I bought it. If it goes against me, I know my maximum loss will be $50. My maximum profit will be 50 cents and a dollar on the way up. So that's the key. This is not a, a get rich quick. Uh, quick scheme. It's not a guarantee you're going to make money on every trade. But the bottom line is we're not going to turn winning trades into losing trades. We're not going to turn an acceptable profit into an unacceptable loss. And we should, on a consistent basis, through the probability of technical analysis, make money more times than we lose money. And at the end of the day, that leaves green on the screen 
and a profitable week at the end of the week. Love it. Now, and, and the biggest thing of it is, uh, Peter, the stop order video, as I told you before, I watched that twice. All of this is super easy. Once again, I see this in my head from a real estate uh, experience, realtor mindset. Um, also from uh, an experience understanding real estate uh, from a legal aspect. And what I do enjoy with the videos um, is how you and David have partnered and teamed up. It really creates a, a wonderful balance and synergy. But the stop order David had referenced also in Rules of Day Trading Part 1, also in Rules of Day Trading Part 2. Keep in mind, I'm one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm going in my seventh video. However, once again, the videos are super, super, super easy. Why? Because anyone, whether you are patient, not patient, or your time is precious, or you have all the time on your hands, these videos range anywhere from six, seven minutes up to like, say, 12 minutes. And I'm going to tell you the way that they are broken down to not have to sit and watch a 20-minute video a half hour video is so refreshing. You know what? I really appreciate that. And that was really the mastery of Gabby and Anthony too. Um, because, you know, uh, uh, hyper-focus is important. You know, learning these things are, they're not that complicated. You don't need to hear about each one of them for an hour. The bottom line is repetition is the greatest teacher. So if you in seven or eight minutes cannot be explained how it works to buy a stock on a, on a, on a moving average trade or to learn about uh, stop orders on, on a stock that's going against you to protect your capital, then we are not doing our job. And if you give somebody a short-term, simple solutions and rules, rules one through 10, boom, you know the answer and you watch it over and over and over again. And what you'll see too in some of the testimonials is people who came into David's class, some who never traded before, some who are working uh, uh, 15 days on, 50 days off in the oil business, some people who are in Australia never, uh, uh, and had traded and always lost a lot of money is that if you follow the that they got super excited with David's school, they started to trade, listened to David, made some money, and then they got a little bit cocky. And then they stepped out of the box and stopped listening to the rules and they ended up losing again. So there are a million people out there trying to teach you. There are a million different, you know, classes and courses and strategies and whatnot. David is not slinging around big dollars and, 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 and bragging about how much money he's in the room trading with people, 10 shares, 50 shares, 100 shares. You know, he's there predicting, uh, uh, planning a strategy to make 200 bucks a day, 500 bucks a day, what seems reasonable for virtually anybody. And the whole point is he's an educator. That's his mission. He doesn't really need to be doing this. The banter between David and I is really kind of fun. Uh, me being a trader on the floor for 35 years, we have a friendship that goes back to the beginning and him being the teacher, him, the educator, all I am is the face and the, and the, the connector. And then Gabby and Anthony, who are marketing branding masters, they've organized these videos in a way and the whole platform to make it, make it easily accessible to everybody and whatnot. But I, I wanted to touch on it for a minute because I love the fact that what, what, what excited you about it was the relationship, how you looked at it relative to real estate. And I never thought of that. You know, when you, and I want to relate that to how I want people to get it. Day trading is one thing, but how I want people to get excited about uh, public companies and the stock market overall. Investing, which I don't uh, uh, advise. I, I, I think everyone should do it. I am not an advisor on it. But you described how if you look 
at the market and stocks. The way you look at a house, then it gives it opens a whole new door to people. And I think there will be people because so many people have been in real estate at some level or not. So many people who are struggling have tried to find those get rich quick schemes in real estate. And something about it may have intrigued them. But you talked about you look at a house and you pull it up on the Internet and you see all of its assets. You see what it's got going for it, the positive and negatives. Right. You see how much people want for it. Well, how quick it is to sell it and whether, you know, you and you make your determination whether this is the situation you want to be involved in. Right. You're an expert in real estate. So you were able to understand how once you look in the nooks and crannies of a piece of real estate or a stock, that it excites you. I want this to be something that people want to wake up in the morning to and it just gets their, their juices flowing. And then on top of that, learning a skill and on top of that, maybe a way to make a couple hundred bucks a week. How exciting is that? And then to harness this time, as I said before, we can either let this crisis define us as an event or we can let it be defined as an opportunity. Okay. And I know you're a spiritual guy and I know, you know, that you love looking at people as, as entities who are there to create, motivate and inspire by sharing experience. And you, you also, you talked about, one of the things I watched that you were talking about is how you're able to identify someone's assets and someone's liabilities and some, and, and level of spirituality and empowerment. And that's how you, uh, become the best PR person for them, right? And that's a belief for me. And I think, you know, everybody is full. There's fear and anxiety. There is uh, ego and anxiety, uh, you know, and self-esteem. I mean, they're all the challenges that we go through in, on this journey, right? And, you know, some people come from privilege and they got no problem, but they're not always happiest people in the world. And then there's some people who are just sort of on a road that, Maybe they would rather not be on. Perhaps we're going to give them a new opportunity. But you always you talk about it. And I've been watching you because I find you um, fascinating is that, uh, you know, and, and a lot of motivational speakers will talk about it, too, that, you know, inside all of us is that, you know, that inner motivated, inspired, creative person that if we can just sort of pull apart, you know, the shell that we put up to to protect us against. Uh, sadness and hurt and all this other stuff, then, then you know, it's amazing. We're seeing it now in the world so many ways in young entrepreneurs and in startup companies. And in the nooks and crannies, you know, focus and we can get rid of fear and anxiety and self-esteem issues and really try and find out what is our calling, right? Then there's no stopping us. It's amazing what we can do. Right. You can. It's like you like you do with your a lot of your clients. You can unlock their best person. Right. Be their best self. That's what makes you really good at what you do. And that's what I'm trying to do here. And why it works so well, Peter, and especially for me in the testimony that I have is. and, and, And once again, you said everything perfectly with great understanding compassion and reasoning is that people underneath all of the stuff that is on the surface, two things, and this is a a medical scientific fact, human beings for the most part, either move towards pleasure or move away from pain. 
But in a world that we live in, most people have no problem staying in pain or known as fear. Because if someone believes that something is already working, why take the risk? No matter how good it sounds or is being sold as, why take the risk to change to the to get involved in the unknown. What does that mean? If they've got to learn a new behavior pattern, if they've got to change the time that they wake up, whatever it is, people are scared of the most minute, smallest of changes that could happen because they don't understand or fear the outcome, the control of the end game. And that's where that's the the mind, if I can say the mind fuck that most people have is Sometimes we as human beings get so conditioned that we have an idea or an idea of the belief that we know that we're going to control the outcome when realistically you just don't. I, you know, I, we're on the same page on that every possible way. You know, it's amazing how we, we, we it's we're more comfortable uh, living in, in a state of denial. And in a state of fear, because it's actually something, it's our default. And we're very comfortable with it, even though it's not a comfortable, positive way to be. But the fear of change, the fear of the unknown is such, it becomes the boogeyman in so many ways that I think there are a lot of people who are not realizing their ultimate uh, potential, right? It's about potential. And, um, and so, I, you know, and this is something I've learned a lot. I, I didn't always have it. But it's something I've learned along the way that, you know, uh, look, there's what, you know, fear, right? False evidence appearing real, right? So much of the things we're scared of, you know, if we just dipped our toe in, what's the worst that will happen? We'll realize, okay, we were right. There's, it's, it's worth fear. But on the other hand, the chances are that if we give it a shot and we give it a chance that it, it's not as bad as we, we thought, and it's actually a bridge to much different things. Change is scary for everybody. I, you know, I've been to give my own personal experience. Um, you know, so on May, uh, I, I've, I've had an extraordinary life, right? My parents are Holocaust survivors came here in 1950. I grew up on the upper West side to a privilege. My father was a doctor and my mother was an extraordinary woman who had lived through the most, some of the worst horror, some of the worst horrors on earth and it come out positive people. Many people who lived through what my parents lived through four years of incarceration in a concentration camp came out deeply angry and ghettoized in their minds. My parents who found each other after the war fell in love, came to America, realized their American dream, had a couple kids and lived every day. I, I always ask my mom, how did you get through that? Her, she, her 75 members of her family were murdered. My father's mother was killed in front of her. They were in prison living uh, in a concentration camp in Auschwitz for four years. How did you do it, mom? And she would just say a day at a time. I knew there was something on the other side. So, you know, and they came here and they instilled in me this thing that, that every day is a new day that, you know, and it always has not always really been easy, but, you know, we, I've had challenges along the way. My most recent challenge was getting sick with COVID. So, um, you know, I have a beautiful wife. I have two children. I have an extraordinary job on the floor of the stock exchange, which has been my career for many, many years. I, I try and mentor young people in 
to, to be excited as we've talked about, about Wall Street and whatnot. I mentor young artists who has been part of my new world since I got on social media. Uh, gentleman King Saladin, uh, Mr. E, um, uh, Layer Cake. There's some young street artists from Philly, from, from New York. Um, uh, people uh, uh, in the Afro-American community like Stedfree Richardson, people are trying to empower other people. This has been my, my life of service and, and empowerment over the last couple of years. And, you know, I, I lost my mom. She was 93. She was amazing five years ago. My brother died at the age of 61, three years ago of cancer. That was devastating for me. My dad died at 97 last year. These were challenges I went through, but, you know, it's life, right? Life on life's terms. And I got through them. They were challenges at the time, but I knew that nothing, nothing but getting up, waking up and, and getting off my feet. It's not a matter how many times you fall, it's how many times you get up. I got up and I kept moving. Right. And I was trying to be of service to others. My father, a humanist, an amazing man who had lived through what he lived through, was all about kindness and love and forgiveness for everyone else. That was what I was instilled with. And I thought, OK, so I've just got some challenges. This is this is something. Let's see. Maybe now. You know, um, God only gives you as much as you can handle. Well, he had given me a lot. Right. Um, and then uh, I thought, OK, maybe we'll get a little break here. I'll just move. Keep going with my job. Things are great. And then my wife ended up getting cancer. And that was another, I was, uh, you know, one of the greatest challenges in my life for her and me and the family. And we got through that and um, we kept it moving. Once again, gratitude, you know, empowerment, waking up every day. Um, and being of service to others is the key, right? And then I thought, okay, well, now, look, it's pain, touchstone of spiritual growth. You know, if pain is a touchstone of spiritual growth, I'm really spiritual these days. And then on March 13th, uh, we start seeing the COVID virus come over the, over, the, over the hills, over the dales from China here, causing fear and havoc and death and disease throughout the world. And on March 15th, God would have it that I end up getting the virus. And I've had uh, 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 quite, a, quite a bad run with it. I was severely ill um, and um, definitely touched the outer levels of existence in so many ways. I ended up getting meningitis. The, the, the virus attacked almost every organ of my body. I was sick for two plus months. And um, I was locked in my house for 60 days without my wife and kids. Uh, I could not see anybody. I was... Uh, um, sick 103.7 for days and days and days and really felt like I was going to die. I was lucky enough to have uh, the privilege of wonderful doctors who kept me out of the hospital and kept me alive. Right. And then what I ended up seeing was that, uh, uh, that there were so many, once I sort of came out of the clouds and the darkness of it. Right. And there's always two sides of a situation. It's your choice, whether when bad things happen and you, and you experience life on life's terms, you can stay in that darkness or you can, you know, realize that the only way out is through. And I kind of, once I've been through this, I realized, you know, I can let this thing take me down. I can let this define me in the darkest way or I can turn it around. And so I started realizing that listening to people out there, nobody was sharing their experience about the virus. Nobody was talking about surviving it. Everybody thought if you're old, you die. If you're young, you get over it. But it turned out there were hundreds of thousands of people out there, like myself, much less privileged, did not have all these doctors talking them through the, through the, the dark nights, who 
were going through deep spiritual, emotional, physical challenges. And so I decided to share my story, that I was somebody acknowledging my privilege of, of having doctors take care of me, but acknowledging the, the deep physical challenges that I have and sharing my story with others who did not have all those the benefits along this devastating journey of this devastating virus. And I found an incredible support and empowerment from all those people who said to me, Peter, thank you for sharing your story because no one else is talking about that, surviving it, recovering from it, and the challenges that are going. There's no playbook for this thing. And so that kind of, I, I realized that I had to turn the tables on the negative sick part of Peter and go into recovery mode. So I just started, the timeline went from how many days I've been sick to day one recovery of this virus. And that's been a spiritual journey since then. And, um, and that's, you know, and, and that's taken me where I am today. I'm still suffering from a lot of the residual uh, parts of the virus and whatnot. But it's just a matter of perspective. It's a matter of waking up every day and, 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 and realizing that there are people out there, everybody at some level uh, has experienced this crisis. We can either let it take us down or we can use this to catapult the next dimension. That what we do with this time, and I'm not just touting the day trading school. I'm talking about a spiritual message. What we do with this time now, right? We don't know what the world's going to look like on the other side of this. As I said, I don't think before in history has there ever been a crisis that's affected every human on earth. But there are going to be winners, losers, and survivors. It's a matter of what we do right now. And most of us are still to some level, still locked in at home, still not back at our jobs, still fear and anger, our financial fear, not knowing whether we have a job. We can't let this thing define us. This is pivotal right now. So whatever people need, we need to really reach out, and that's what you and I are doing, to them on a spiritual, emotional, financial, personal level to say, you know what? This shit is crazy. This is never seen this before everybody's at some level of fear and anxiety but what we do right now right is going to define what our lives look like on the other side we can turn the narrative around and come at it from a positive uh, uh spiritual basis we can reach out and help another person we can educate ourselves on the next stage of our lives right we can talk to each other share our message right and that's where peace and serenity will come from, is when we can, you know, it's not a matter of who dies with the most toys. How much can we affect another person's life? Because me affecting their life is going to affect my life, right? I can't give something away. I, I, I can't keep something. The spiritual fortitude, being Peter Tuckman, having the family I had, surviving all these challenges, if I don't give it away. Right. And that's what you do. You out there giving a positive message. You're out there building people's personas. Right. And trying to find that inner strength, that, that your best self in the nooks and crannies of everyone. So I really appreciate this opportunity for you to let me share this message and connect because I, I, I you know, you just hearing your voice gives me that feeling like, we're, you know, we're doing something good here. And that's what it's about. What I keep hearing over 
or would I, let me rephrase, would I kept, yeah, what I kept hearing over and over and over again as you were sharing is hope, hope, hope. And if anyone is wondering, well, what does he mean by spirituality or what does he mean? It really, um, it really means a lot to say that I, the only thing that I can relate this to is 9-11 is that the world has gone and lost its hope. And that's why you're here. That's why um, I was saying a prayer in my head, like, is there more? Is there more? What is more with this message that Peter is sharing about his family, about your mom, um, uh, you know, about your wife and the cancer? And there are times that I truly believe God puts people into the world that don't need to have a verbal message. It's just the presence alone speaks more more volumes of what they're here for. And you're here for hope, even if it is not mm-hmm. translated by the mouth, just your simple presence, your wife's presence, and your parents' presence. We're here for hope. I really appreciate that. That is that that you you, you shut me down with that one. That's- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to. <laughs> it's true. I feel it. I love that message, and that you're so right. And you know, um, you know, and and I don't want to to. Uh, I don't want to. Uh, you know, what everyone's going through is crazy, and I always acknowledge that we don't know what people's journey is. We don't know what this experience has done to everyone. We don't know people's reaction to it, right? But one of the great things, it's like you know, life happens. It's not a matter of what we do. It's a matter of our reaction to it. Right. And um, uh, I'm sh- I promise you that there are people who are going through a, a, a journey fraught with so much. Right. Who didn't start with what I had and, you know, maybe sitting there going, well, how, you know, he's talking from that pedestal or whatever it is. At the end of the day, the spiritual journey has nothing to do with finance or whatnot. But I, I'm I'm trying to spread that 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 feeling of hope, right? That it, within everyone's experience, there are choices we can make, right? And life is precious. I've learned that, right? Uh, and it's not a matter how many times you get knocked. Also, a big proponent of the fact that just get out there and try to to. Uh, uh, um, to find some hope, whatever it is, wake up every day that it's a new day. Don't go to sleep angry, right? And don't think that you can't do anything, right? That's 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 the hope part of it, right? So, um, yeah, wonderful. Thank you for that. You're welcome. And um, I'm I'm going to honestly say, and and to tie this in, when the opportunity came for me to meet you and David and Gabby and Anthony. And when the opportunity that was presented when George Lopez was hosting, I knew I was supposed to be there. I had no Mm -hmm. expectation. I encourage everyone to please start living life by there's a difference between hope and expectation. Hope is so open-ended, but expectation, it's like we really don't always know what's best for us. And I will say that, I couldn't wait for Anthony, and and all due respect, I adore Anthony, but I couldn't wait for him and everyone else just to 
be quiet and tell me what I need to do so I can sign up and get this course started because I wanted to start like 15 minutes into it. <laughs> Fantastic. You know what? That's so, I, I, I love that. It's, I'm so happy that you got that feeling. Look, there, there were people on the call. There are a lot of people who have expectations. You know, money is a funny thing. Okay. Making money. Uh, and, uh, you know, and not everyone is at the same uh, in the same situation. But it's funny when people lay expect the, 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 your point about expectation is so profound, because if you have expectations, you're just setting yourself up for a lot of goddamn resentment. But if you have hope and you give things a try, and that's the whole point of this course, too, is that we're not selling you some big box of flowers. We're selling you an idea that you can make a hundred bucks a day, 200, or just learn something that you may want to have in the future, right? At the end of the day, or just learn from, you may not end up ever doing that, but we've got this really wonderful, I'm a firm believer in teamwork, right? And the, the, the what, what people will see when they go on, it's www.disruptwallstreet.com or whether it's wallstreetuniversity.com or you DM me on Instagram at the Einstein of Wall Street and ask me a question or ask me how to connect to these guys or you listen to the message of Gabby and Anthony who, who, uh, who, who are, who are um, uh, um, what do you call them, champions of the Latino community to educate them and, may, and better them. The, the, the wonder that we were able to connect with George Lopez, who I met in 2017. He was doing an A&E special about being very stupid. It was a show for A&E. He heard that through the grapevine that I was a superstitious guy. I was the, if people want to watch it, it's very funny. It's uh, A&E, very superstitious, episode money. I'm at the end where he and I spend the day on the floor of the stock exchange. And that's where our connection uh, uh, started. But we brought, I brought him in to basically, because I know he's all about empowering, whether it's the Latino community or anybody. I know that he's trying to harness the time we are in at the moment, not to let the crisis define us. So I, I'm the connector. I'm not the educator. I'm, I, I think one of my, I'm not touting my own stuff, but I, one of my abilities is I know so many people, my incredible life and, and journey has introduced me to whether it's celebrity, whether it's people in education in the markets or, or art or whatever. Um, uh, I've met so many people who are on a positive spiritual uh, mission about creation, creating, motivating, and inspiring. And that's actually a company started by King Saladin and Kevin Carter. That's If you can look them up, they're amazing too. About empowering communities, serving the underserved, underbanked, all this kind of stuff. But um, I put together this team because David is an incredible educator on top of being a great day trader. Gabby and Anthony are just have a wonderful message of empowerment and service to their community. George was there for the night just to, 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 to share his experience and, and just, and, and we love him to death and to talk about educating, you know, how that was something coming from his experience. He wants to tell people about, and me, I, you know, uh, um, I'm a wild and crazy guy. I've had an extraordinary life. You know, I've had, you know, I, I come from a powerful past of, of challenges and triumph. And I've had a wild, crazy journey in my life, same way with failure and triumph and success. And so this persona that I've, I've uh, 
developed uh, the Einstein of Wall Street and the most notable guy on stock exchange. You know, it's all fun and good. And I love being on front pages and all that stuff. But there seem to be that it's necessary to be more to it. I can do more with it. Right. It's a matter of not just what you get. It's a matter of what you do with it. And through all these challenges that I've had and the grief and anxiety and fear that I also have, and I always have not been successful on this journey, I realize that if I'm able to take my persona and my experience, strength and hope and share that to do some good and to help and empower other people, well, there's nothing better, right? Random act of kindness will keep you in the light, right? And always come from a loving place, you know, and, and being a humanist, right? It's a matter of not how many who dies with the most toys. It's a matter of if I can change in some positive way somebody's life along this journey. Well, that's 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 the cash and prizes. That's the cash and prizes. So um, and I hear that in your voice. too. Look, you 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 represent a lot of powerful people. You've done so many things and you're obviously an expert at a lot of things. Yet there's a spiritual message. Right. Um, and, you know, this isn't Joel Osteen. Right. We're just we're talking some factual stuff about educating and inspiring and motivating people to be their best self. Right. And uh, and I do. I, I try and do it for me. I, I reach out to people like you and to other people in my sphere for that same kind of empowerment. I don't wake up every day, you know, like that. I drank the Kool-Aid. There are days where, you know, I need to start my day over again. There are days that I wake up and the clouds are out. Right. But I've learned through all my spiritual mentors and the incredible career I've had on Wall Street and the young artists who I work with and young people who want to be like me, as crazy as that may seem, you know, and 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 be on Wall Street and or and or trade or or you know want to know about my my journey here. Well, that's that's the that's the gift sharing with another human being. And if we can empower other people to be their best self and to learn a skill and to have some fun and make a little money on the side, that's 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 the cash and prize. It's real empowerment. It is. Indeed. Is there anyone you want to give a shout out to? You know, um, well, I'd like to give a shout out surely to the team of David Green and, uh, and Gabby and uh, and Anthony and uh, George Lopez, who I, you know, who I'm so happy was part of that journey. There are some people in my life, young artists who I did. I reached out. I, I gave a shout out to. Um, to King Saladin, somebody who has been an inspiration, and Kevin Carter. Um, uh, you know, it's uh, to my family, you know, who has who, who has to live on a daily basis. Um, and that's a challenge in its own right. But, you know, we, we learn from each other. And I think that's another thing that people need to, you know, this is an extraordinary time. People have been forced to be confined with their family members, right? And, uh, I think it's funny. People should. Uh, George Lopez just released a uh, Netflix special, uh, which came out a week ago. And that was why I was so amazed he took the time to be with us. But one of the funniest parts of the, the special is that he talks about he said, you know, you never really need to look further than your own backyard to get a lot of humor anxiety, fear, and craziness. He said, some of my relatives are the craziest motherfuckers in the world, right? And my uncle was the funniest one of all. So, I, you know, 
Family is super important, you know, and I, a deep shout out to my family and surely to my parents too, you know, um, and, and to, you know, to the floor of the stock exchange, they've carried me, um, when I get, when, you know, when, when I was going through a lot of stuff, right. Um, I, I just, I, my, my, the, the team of people I work with on the floor, whether the people in my company or the NYSE community, have been wonderful to me all along. Um, uh, God, for sure. Uh, you know, I, I'm a big wake up and pray kind of guy. I know you can start your day over again. So, and a shout out to you. I'm so glad you reached out. You know, um, uh, this is this for me is is kind of a special interview because sharing what we're sharing is the real deal. Shit here for me, you know, and um, that's important to me. What would you like to do in your time right now? Do you feel that we should have more live episodes regarding topics of stock market or do you have any other goals that you think should be more out there uh, for people to have access to on radio? Well, you know what? I mean, I think we're going about it in the right way. I think that, as I said, I cannot presume to understand or know what people are going through. Okay. It came to my vision when I realized that there are hundreds of thousands of people out there still suffering from this virus. There are hundreds of thousands of people who have lost loved ones. There are people who are out of work. You know, there is the 1% of people who are, you know, trading the market and come from money and have more money now and it's all fine and good for them. But, you know, uh, I'm a firm believer that whether we talk about the spiritual journey, whether we talk about the facts of creating a um, an educational program, these are two things that we need to we don't need to divert from our primary purpose here, which is to help people wake up in the morning and find something they love to do and to give them a skill and an art and a trade that they may use now that may open doors to them two other things, right? As I said to you, for me, having found something I love to do, I never work a day in my life, right? When my mom died, I, my mother told me, cry and go to work. You know, when my I've gone through my challenges, I went to work because the energy and the adrenaline that I get from being in a room for the stock exchange with other human beings is, is the motivator for me, surrounded by all that goes on in my business. It's like one-stop shopping for just just the greatest experience in the world, right? I go in there because it's the adrenaline for my life. It motivates me. I look around that room, which is full of history, full of branding and marketing, full of consumerism, full of human beings in a human, you know, humans having a spiritual experience. And, um, and that's where I go. I, I really want people to find something they love to do. And what an opportunity, as I keep saying, we can let this pandemic and crisis define us as just some event that happened. And suddenly in three to six months, I hope it's not longer, we're going to look at this and go, shit, why spend that time more constructively? Or, oh, my God, I went through some challenges. What do I do now? And utilize this time. Right. And that's kind of why you and I connected. It's why I connected you know, the Latino Wall Street people and David Green. And I don't think we need to go farther than that. I have would love to talk to you. There's that the spiritual message 
it could be done on a daily basis. You know, we could have people call in and ask us, what do I do? This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm scared about. And we could talk them through that. There are people who are, you know, who are going to want to learn this trade as you and 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 going to be thrilled that they're going to be able to call David Green up or Gabby or Anthony or me up and go, I'm at the crossroads. I can't figure this out. Can you help me get over this obstacle? And we're going to be able to help them do that. So I think the more we do that, we're going to learn what people really want. And I don't think we need to, you know, look further than our own backyard. I love that. And, and honestly, you know, I really encourage everyone to, to, Look into this more, really sit with yourself and ask yourself, is this something that can really benefit you now or long term? I'm going to share with my testimony that I have no expectations in this except to learn. What do I mean is I did not uh, attend this event, this seminar on the sole purpose of thinking I'm going to get rich quick. I did not sign up and buy the course, the six-week course, because I was thinking, all right, what do I need to do quickly um, with haste or or any type of irrational thought of, all right, I'm going to consider this a gambling matter. I'm going to consider this whatever strategic you know leverage to get money fast. This is not, David expresses this very, very deeply and passionately. You've got to have fun. He said that on the live when we were all there on 4th of July, as you know, Peter, you got to have fun with it and just start small. Correct. Correct. It really is. It's just, you know, it's like, I mean, if anybody has a memory of, you know, a going to high school and having a great teacher, you know, uh, that you just wanted to learn, right? Or going to college and having a professor in, 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 in a subject that you picked, you know, as an elective because it was just what you wanted to know about your whole life. And that the teacher was just inspiring and met you after class, you know, and, and helped you do some mentoring and, you know, did some independent studies. You know, it's it's amazing to be able to learn from someone whose primary purpose is to teach you and someone who loves what they love to do. And then to have that in accordance with me, who loves what they do also, and Gabby and Anthony, who are all about service and making it accessible and easy, like you've found through the videos. Um, there's nothing better. It's just, it's, it's just, it's so exciting. No expectations, just an experience that you can have. Right. And, you know, you can take it where you want to take it. Right. It's just take what you want, leave the rest, whether in any way it is. You're, if nothing else, you're going to have a whole bunch of fun and learn a bunch of stuff. If not, you're going to become part of a community that's having fun. As David describes in the videos, I'm sure you heard, there is nothing scarier than the first time you press that button and you buy 10 shares of stock. But there is nothing more exciting when that stock goes up. 50 cents and you lock in a profit of 50 bucks and you go home green and you go, oh, my God, that's incredible. Right. So what's better than that? I'm excited. I'm super excited. And I'm going to tell you, I, I as you know, and I'm going to leave it with this. All of this in my head, I literally God just has blessed me to because I was like, how do I understand this? But I didn't 
own it to stress about it. Once again, I didn't own it to stress about it. I'm like, all right, how do I understand this? And every single detail brought it back to real estate. So I encourage anyone who takes this course, anyone who, who gets in contact with you, Peter, um, is to just find something you're passionate about. It could be sewing. It could be fashion. It can be anything. What is it that you already know about business? What is it that are that you already know about life or lifestyle or living that you can incorporate into this reasoning and easy common sense? And the way David breaks it down and I just got to share some of these points here, if I may, real quick, Peter. Do not make a trade unless the charts tell you. To me, what that says, if you're going to buy a house, are you going to buy when the interest rates are extremely high or are you going to buy when the interest rates are extremely low? Second, do not listen to what other people are saying about the market and what to invest in. When you are working with the real estate agent or realtor or brokerage, okay, you've got to make the final decision. You can go over all the charts. You can go over all the comps. You can go over all the comparables, whatever it may be, what the neighbors are saying, what your family's saying. But ultimately, you've got to decide, is this going to work for you, your income, your life, your lifestyle, your family? And is it going to most importantly work for your future? Because it's not just about now. It's about about later. You don't need to figure out later, but at least try to understand, you know, if you're going to get yourself in some type of debt, if you're going to get yourself in an investment, what could the possibilities look at if you don't have a safeguard up? And that goes back to the, um, what I absolutely love here. And I can go over the video over and over again is to stop orders because that's the number one thing I want to ingrain in my head. Everyone needs to know when it comes to the stock market that David had stayed said, you had said, Peter, it's the first and immediate thing you have to do. When you buy stock, you put in a stop order. It's called risk management. It's the most amazing thing you will learn. Don't expect to win on every trade. We don't have to be a superhero a Superhero here. We are not Superman. We are not Wonder Woman, you know. Uh, next, um, there are a thousand technical uh, indicators on a chart. Even if no one understands that, when it comes to real estate perspective, the market can change at any time. Banking institutions, lending institutions, everyone will have a different variable for you and the potential investment, whether you're owning, to buy, rent, sell, whatever it may be. Don't project your personal life into trading. If you are having a bad day, don't trade. If you are having a bad day, why, why load up on junk food? Why binge on alcohol? Why go out and, and start driving? Chill, relax, and do everything with a clear mind. Two more. Don't be under the influence when trading. I was surprised, but not surprised, Peter, that anyone would even trade while, be un, while under the influence of alcohol or drugs. Not a good, not a good thing. <laughs> but I'm sure it's happened because you wouldn't have oh, said that if it didn't happen. No, you know, and I think David keeps saying that, that this is, you take it seriously, right? Right. It's, it's about money. It's about your future. So it needs to be taken seriously. 
Go ahead, finish your last one. Last one, hope is not a strategy. You already covered on that. And I actually was thinking about that because I always, you know, as we were talking about and I was sharing about you and how you and your family are here of hope. But when I think of this reference when it comes to trading is it's the idea of wishful thinking. And when I think of hope on the other side of the rainbow, if, if you're not feeling passionate about something, if you're feeling uncertain about something, don't do it. You've got to be absolutely clear and passionate about within your hope that this is your goal. This is what I'm looking forward to. But once again, leave out the expectations, but have a definitive plan, but do your best not to try to control the outcome to expect. Because once again, if you have no control over the numbers and what's going to happen in the world, what's going to happen in the stock market, what's, what other people are doing, just only do something when you know you're in a place of balance, clarity, and in a place to where you just are not putting too much pressure on yourself to expect something that may not happen. That's it. Perfect, perfect. The word, which is not a sort of a sympathetic word, is but works on the stock market, is probability. When we make decisions, risk decisions in life, we do them all the time. Whether it has something to do with trading or the stock market, or it has to do with going out for a drive when you're drinking, or it has to do with a relationship, it's your risk-reward ratio. We should be doing things having weighed out the probability that it's going to be a success. There's also risk. We want to go out on a limb. We've talked about it through this conversation. There are ways, there are things that you and I have talked about. Hope is a great strategy for life because it gives you some faith. You go out in faith and hope, and you're going to try things you don't, you, you, you wouldn't necessarily do. But when you're trading stocks, this is really a job. This is something you take seriously. Hope is not a strategy, and you need to get into things that you have the, you've done the homework to know that the probability is this is going to work, right? If you make money 51% of the time, you're a winner, okay? You don't have to be a 70% winner. You don't have to hit home runs all the time. But let's be clear. You and I have talked about a lot of things relative to life and emotions and spiritualness and empowerment and all that. And that's one strategy. And that's beautiful. The day trading concept and the day trading strategy is actually a, is, is, is a different thing. There's no hope strategy for that, and it's a matter of probability. When we get into a trade, we've already established how much we can lose, and we're looking for the best upside. We're there to preserve our capital. But what I want people to do is learn the rules, learn the game, and try and have fun with it and make as much money as they can. And that's it, with no expectations. If you learn, you'll take this with you forever and ever. Peter Tuckman, everyone. Fantastic, Steve. Kukio.
Send us on your socials and let's connect. Empowering listeners from the US to the UK. Live on air with Stephen Cuoco.